0: I wanted to show them something that wasn't an illusion. Something that was real.
1: Something that they could see and touch. That is one big pile of Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da! You sound. Hey, you realize that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously, it's showtime.
2: It's a movie, hundreds of millions of years in the making. We first visited Dinosaur Land with Jurassic Park in 1993. We've gone back there for various iterations of it. Um, several times, I don't know, five more, I think, times by now, and here we are in the year of our Lord, 2022, with Jurassic World Dominion, featuring Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, Laura Dern, B.D. Wong, and the entire, every dinosaur that you have ever imagined in your entire life is now in these movies. I'm your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by... Kent Garrison, Kent, how's it going, my friend? Fine, Brian. It's fine. It's fine. Are you? I'm. I'm not sure. <laughs> nah, we'll get into it. <laughs> uh, and we have no Richard Barton this week. He elected to use. He elected to use his skip on this one. Um, yes, he did. The movie draft skip idea. was yeah.
0: used on this one. <laughs> I thought
2: it could. You have know, been a I missed one, last but... week. I missed last week because I had a a uh, a work thing that I I could not move around, and I didn't want you guys to have to sit around and wait for my schedule, which may have been like one o'clock in the morning when when I was ready to record and stuff. Um, but I I would have been there. Um, and I'm gonna miss in a week or two again for a work thing. Uh, Richard just straight up was like, "I'm traveling, but I'll bring my mic." And then he was like, "What's the movie again?" And we told him, and he was like, "Oh no no no, never mind, skip. Yeah, I'm skipping." <laughs> so. Get no Richard Barton. Instead, the listener gets a treat because we have one Batman Shane, Batman Shane, or Triceratops Shane, no, if you will, yeah,
1: Jurassic Shane. Now, yeah. <laughs> <Jurassic laughs> yeah, that's Shane. right. Yeah.
2: how's it going, man?
1: It's good. It's good. Yeah. significant step down uh, from Richard, but you can't see it. But I've I've uh, taped feathers all over my arms and face <laughs> to really get into the spirit of this thing. So you're I'm a realist. My predator. best. Good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Good. Um, we. Boy, where to even begin? Um, we we have quite the history with with the Jurassic series. Uh, Jurassic Park is one of my five favorite films of all time. Um, Kent is very high on Jurassic Park 2. Where does it sit for you, Kent? Is it top ten for you, or it's is it top like, five? Yeah, okay, it's
0: top okay. five. I uh, can't remember number three or four, somewhere around there. On our what? last uh, episode, we did that for
1: yeah. Wait, Jurassic Park two isn't your top five films? <laughs>
0: It's not. not no. Oh, by the oh, way, oh. for those of you who want the uh, that episode, it's on the v- the Patreon right now for the Lost World. So we did right. we did an episode on that last week. As a matter of fact, Batman Shane,
2: nice. We did. Um, you clearly cool. haven't listened to it. Yeah, I know. I'm so far behind. Nine months behind. It's okay. Um, Shane, where do you where do you sit on Jurassic Park? Before we get into the Jurassic World of all of this, um, where, where do you sit on the on the OG on Jurassic Park?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, Jurassic Park, the original one, is one of the seminal movies of of my childhood, and and it is it's an insanely well made movie. I mean, it still holds up to this day, and it's I think it is one of Spielberg's best films. So, yeah, I, I would say that I'm high on Jurassic Park. I mean, hot take, but if I were to grade out Jurassic Park, I'd give it an A plus. You know, um, I watched
2: it. I said this on the show the other day. I watched it for the first time with my son, the first time he'd seen it, um, right recently and uh and he loved it he was he was really into it but it's a perfect movie like it it's almost 30 years old and it it remains um actually like a perfect perfect movie which is you you cannot say the same for for all of the sequels um we talked about last world last week i think next at some point can't we're gonna have to review jurassic park 3 because i think it's the only one we don't have an episode on oh wow um, at yeah this point. let's do it so we, might, we as well. might as well we might as well Um, this new reboot series or whatever we're calling it, I, I don't hate Jurassic World as much as you and Richard did, Kent. Um, it was a movie that I was disappointed by, but it wasn't in my like bottom 10 of the year or anything like that. Whereas I think both of you were just like really, really, really aggressively hate it. I I was
0: just aggressively disappointed with it because it was the first, it was the reboot of Jurassic Park, you know? And uh, yeah, we did do an episode on that one. I did go back and rewatch it for this one though, Brian. Uh Uh, There's things I can defend about it, but I think my main takeaway is like, just cut the entire two kids going around the park storyline, like cut, cut all that out. And I think you got a pretty good movie. (laughs) I it box me down so right. much. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the only true. point of it is to have that scene with the uh, gyrospheres.
2: Mhm. Right. Like that's
0: the only thing they bring. Like cuz you can have
2: Right. Right. Doesn't
0: doesn't uh, Claire in the movie or Bryce Dallas Howard in the movie doesn't she have enough to worry about with like the park going to hell? Like right. to me that's enough to get get us through 2 hours, but I don't know. Totally agree.
2: I mean I think Jurassic World is mostly harmless in its in its badness um is kind of how i would put it which is not a great sentence i understand but um i think that i think it's like maybe even two-thirds of the way to like a a a good dinosaur a good jurassic park movie yeah
0: yeah, i agree i think it looks Um, great sure looking back going back and watching i was like wow this one does look really good
2: but it also it started the the started us on the path to where we've gone with these last two movies, obviously because they're sequels. Um, with I think some some screw ups and Shane, I'll I'll toss it to you. The I think the biggest screw up being we don't give a rip about the human beings in in these movies. Like we don't care. We do not care. We we sort of care about grant and sattler and 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 ian malcolm but even even they matter significantly less than the nameless velociraptor does or um a t-rex does or whatever the scale and scope and spectacle of the dinosaurs is what makes jurassic park so great it's not how much we love alan grant and and i think that these movies fundamentally misunderstand that and, and try to make this so much more about the human elements. And Shane, I just, I don't think, and again, it starts with Jurassic world and then you can take it wherever you want to, but like, I don't think anyone cares. I think that that is a a massive misunderstanding of what makes, what makes Jurassic park good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that in the original Jurassic Park, though, you do kind of get a sense of who Malcolm and Dr. Statler and Dr. Mm-hmm. Grant are mm-hmm. as characters in the limited amount of screen time you have. And yet somehow or another in in the Jurassic World movies, in all three of them now, you you really don't have a sense of who Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard's like, – who they are as people. You know what I mean? They just kind mm-hmm. of seem to fit like – archetypes that the script requires them to yes. and as a result yes. they're just uninteresting and fairly uncompelling characters you know totally. um totally. but i but i would say at least for me i mean you know the jurassic park movies have been a law of diminishing returns since the first one oh, I mean, 100%, even 100%. the Absolutely. second one yeah. even though it's spielberg and it does have some great moments even the second one yes you go back and rewatch watch it you're like ugh You know, um, the only sequence that I actively enjoy watching in the second one anymore is when the T-Rex like ruins Burbank because that's a street that I'm on at least once a week. So it's fun now for me to go like, oh, hey, there's that 76 (laughs) station and he ruined it, you know, Um, but but they just they've all had laws of diminishing returns for me. But, yeah, Yeah, I I do agree agree. that the, the characters in this movie are pushed to the forefront and they're really Mm -hmm. not interesting characters.
2: I think what Jurassic world, the first one does well is that it is in, it is in Jurassic world and Jurassic world is an interesting setting. Um, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. I, I having rewatched all of these movies over the last week, um, Jurassic park, like the concept of Jurassic park is obviously insane, but it is so,
0: (laughs) so accurate to what we would try to do is monetize this somehow yes it
2: it, it feels so close to like what a crazy billionaire might try to do that uh that it doesn't seem it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibilities at all and that's that's um part of the genius of that movie it it feels very very real and even like we talk about all the time like Dr. DNA describing the science of how they have created these dinosaurs and stuff is obviously absurd. But also it it super duper works for the movie. And that's all that really matters. Jurassic World, I think, is where you start to like lose some of that because it's that it, it goes beyond. I think Park shows like, oh, obviously, this is a huge mistake. World lives in a in a universe where this has been successful for at least a, a bit of time and I right I find that a, a bit of, to be a little bit insane but the setting is fun and there are there are definitely issues within that movie as far as like why in the world would they have i mean why why are pterodactyls a part of this at all? That's a terrible decision on everybody's part um to make this sort of thing but anyway the the but the setting is fun, and the dinosaurs are fun and and that's something. It's not everything. It's certainly not Jurassic park, but it's but it has something um fallen kingdom <laughs> is where we go from this is like it feels Jurassic park adjacent almost of like, ah, eh, okay. Like you, you sort of have the notes. You're just kind of missing a little bit of, of the marks on this. And then fallen kingdom. I rewatched it this weekend when they're on the Island, it's not good, but it's not terrible. The open Oh yeah. The first, the first bit of it
0: basically until the yeah. volcano explodes. It's like, yeah, this could yeah. be a good, like a good setup. Good. Right. You know j a Biona right. shot that he, he did a great job. Um, I think it looks really awesome with like the fire and all the lava and stuff. Yes. I mean, I yes. think that's that's a cool setup. but like after that, totally forgettable
2: they I think that the second they leave the island, the movie goes from like a hey, this could be a b plus at some point to oh. No, this is a terrible movie. like I mean, <laughs> everything that happens off the island, which is by the way, the bulk of the movie because that I mean they're really only on the island for like thirty thirty minutes something yeah the kingdom minutes, falls like in the first fifteen, so then you're left with. Like every, <laughs> I mean, every minute spit off that Island is a freaking disaster and, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I gotta, I gotta brag on my, my nine-year-old for, for just a second here. Cause this was the first time that he'd watched, he'd seen Jurassic world, but he hadn't seen fallen kingdom. Um, we were watching it together this week to get ready for, for dominion and, uh, the auction scene, which we have, we have beat this dead horse into the ground for the last four years uh, of how ridiculous the auction sequence
1: is for all of these <laughs> dinosaurs eagle, though, and time. how
2: it's like you know
1: this you extinct mean, <laughs> dinosaur resurrected from 65 the, million years of extinction and the opening bid is fifteen thousand dollars
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, not even dollars. a top 50 player in the nba could buy yes. 17 of these yes. dinosaurs yeah. this jordan year jordan Poole, is a collector yeah, yeah yes. a exactly i
2: mean it's it's insane it's just utterly insane and we we had such a such a good time with it at the moment in the moment and it has continued to be a bit here on the show if this is the first time we've ever listened to an episode we bring it up pretty frequently um my nine-year-old is watching this movie with me and he whatever dinosaur was he just he turned and looked at me he was like that seems way too low for a dinosaur. <laughs> just was it should have been like I think it they like dying. the most
0: expensive one sells for like twenty million or something. Yes, the Indoraptor is like
2: twenty five
1: million dollars. You could have said twenty
0: billion, and I probably yes. like it's probably too cheap yes, for a, that di- seems a
1: right. previously
0: <laughs> extinct Indoraptor. Yeah.
1: Let's, let's be fair though. Like the, the, the ones that the dinosaurs that nobody really wants, like the Triceratops, <laughs> those are fine for like 2 million. They just were, yeah. Off. They were selling those for like right. four. Yeah. yeah you can get like, an
2: yeah. inkly for like the, less than the cost of a Maserati.
1: Probably. Yeah, Those are just scaly uh, cows. Nobody wants those. Like that's not, that's nonsense. <laughs> on, let's get, of get to the real too. ones. Yeah.
2: Um, it's, it's, it's tough business, but yeah. And then you have the whole thing, oh, by the way, this girl's a clone and it is just, it's such a screw up. And if it were me, if it were us, if Mad About Movies was in charge of, of all movies, which we should be, I think. Um, the I think we would read that script and we would say, hey guys, um, this sucks. The second you get off the island, the rest of this is terrible. Please just take us back to an island. That's what works in this series. We, we do not need uh, to have bad guy auctions and such and find mm-hmm. we we don't care about this girl we don't know who she is we it, oh cool it's 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 john hammond's business partner's grandchild no one gives a crap about that no one cares like right. just go back to the island and settle down and instead not only do we get that movie but it sets up for this movie and we're finally i know we've been going i'm i've been going on and on about this but we're finally setting up for this movie and by the way the entire movie is going to take place not on the island and so we have immediately lost all the things that are good about even about this this sequel series with just jurassic world we are going to really hone in on here on the mainland and dinosaurs are now walking the earth again with us i can't you went to see this first um Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. You were very angry. <laughs> you were very angry. So I'm just gonna let you go, man. You you take us where you'd like to take us because I think you have a lot of notes. Um, I this movie is terrible. Is all all I really have to to say. But, uh, <laughs> but you you start I, us off. My I've
0: friend. got yeah. I've got a, a lot of notes on this one because you know I was taking notes and I was like 50 notes in and we're only an hour into the movie. <laughs> And we're st- and we're still in exposition mode, like yes. of the movie. And yes. I've texted you guys. I'm like, you definitely don't need an hour of exposition in a sixth movie of a franchise. Like we know, oh guys, we know what's going yes. on here. We don't, we don't have to have all these explainers. I think it comes down to Brian. And the more research I did today, I, I read a bunch of interviews. I think oh, it comes yeah. down yeah. to that. Colin Trevorrow just fundamentally doesn't understand what made Jurassic Park great um i think he respects it so much that he's not even willing to make the same kind of movie i think the biggest fundamental flaw of the jurassic world series versus jurassic park is that in jurassic park the dinosaurs are evil (laughs) why why is the dinosaurs the hero of the story the whole premise of Jurassic Park is not about a park. It's not about economics. It's not about genetic. It's about oh, dinosaurs are back, and we have to get the hell away from them. Yes, because they're we they're should not us. have done
2: this. Yes, this
0: why? A mistake. Wait, why wait. can't that just be? Why can't that be the movie? Why does this whole entire arc have to be? We have to protect the, the dinosaurs. They have feelings too. They're eating our our faces. <laughs> they went extinct- we got to get rid of them. I don't know why the entire goal of this thing isn't to get rid of the dinosaurs or get away from the dinosaurs. that to me is the the most fundamental flaw of this entire thing and I think you know I, I, you know a bunch of videos, interviews with him too, a bunch of behind the scenes uh working on the other movies I watched. I will say that you know Colin Trevorrow seems like a great guy, and I think. Mm that's probably working to not to his benefit in this case um and i say this uh, this is an interview that he did with FirstShowing.net, um and they asked him why do you think the studio has so much confidence in you to manage this franchise is it because you're a dinosaur nerd and because you know so much about the franchise or is it because they trust you as a filmmaker and a storyteller and trevorrow says it's not because i'm a dinosaur nerd I loved dinosaurs when I was a kid, but I was a Star Wars kid. I mean, that was my mythology. I played with dinosaurs when I was a kid. I do know a lot about them, but I don't think you could find a lot of people. You could hire a paleontologist to direct the movie. I think the reason why I have a good relationship with the studio is because we have really productive conversations toward a shared goal. When you're looking at something of this size, the way I treat my crew, the way I communicate with my actors, I'm saying my the entire time. They don't belong to me all of these people who come together to make a movie like this, the ability to think about the film as a whole while having individual conversations. So it's like, this guy's really easy to work with is, is basically mm. what I'm trying to say. And I think that's worked to his detriment to the fact they asked him this, how much does the studio push back on what you have uh, on what say you have? How often do they say, Hey, don't do this, do this. And Trevor says, honestly, the level For those of you who don't like these Jurassic World movies, puts me in the corner, but I've had an extraordinary extraordinary amount of creative control in these movies. And honestly, the idea of me saying, hey, I want to do something and them saying a hard no, I can't think of a specific time when that's ever happened. (sighs) So you have no accountability from the studio level to say, hey, man, this is a piece of crap. We don't need to do this. He wrote this movie with his friend. He, you know, he talks extensively in these interviews about how he gained the trust of Laura Dern and the trust of Sam Neill over a, a lot of meetings and all this kind of stuff. I'm willing to bet what convinced him to come back was, hey, Sam Neill, you haven't done anything in 30 years and this is the most money you're going to make probably for the rest of your life. Why don't you do yeah. it? And same yeah. with Laura Dern. Like, has yeah, she's doing stuff, but she probably, the check she got for this is probably way bigger than anything she's gotten in. Since Jurassic Park, right? So, I think that's probably the the main reason Goldblum was already kind of in the fold. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this, to your point, Brian, I think this movie just fundamentally does not understand what made Jurassic Park. And even Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and even the third one to a certain extent. I think the premise of the third one, maybe we'll get there, of you've got this rich family whose daughter got lost on the island and they hire Grant to go there and help him find like to me that's a good premise
2: sure
0: and and you have all the elements of danger that you want in this um i think the park aspect of it is more means to an end to make dinosaurs a a thing once we Mm -hmm. have dinosaurs and humans coexisting then i think that's enough you don't have to take it to all these levels and so like the point of the movie brian Mm -hmm. (laughs) where I mean, this is very early on, where they they're very clear about Biosyn, and the the clone daughter storyline. This is what I said to you guys in the text. I said, think about all the things we hated about about the first two movies, and then just ma- they made a movie of that. Like they t- they did they didn't like fix. What people complained about, they doubled and tripled down on what people were complaining about. And I'm like, nope, this is the movie. Mm-hmm. The, the yes. Maisie clone daughter thing is the, this entire movie is the dumbest movie. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it is, <laughs> it was, I was absolutely blown away at how dumb this was. And the most concerning thing is that I think Colin Trevorrow wholeheartedly believes that this was it you know and mm-hmm. i think that's concern for any studio that wants to hire him to hopefully it's dc to uh, you know take their <laughs> reboot their next franchise but i don't get his vision for this um i don't think his vision is right for this and um the only connection that it has to jurassic in my opinion is the fact that dinosaurs are in this like it's such a separate experience for me it doesn't replicate anything that jurassic park did for me
2: I've i every have every know
0: like, for this to be good too by the way i should have said that i wanted this to be good. oh right? my
2: gosh yes i like, took this in the movie
0: draft jurassic park's my favorite movie
2: you know when, when we uh when we don't like a movie you know there there's inevitably people who will say you you guys were just against it you didn't even give it a chance blah 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 blah, blah. And I, you know, I I do my best to to graciously push back at that, or or just ignore it, or whatever. You know, it's like you you don't know my, it's whatever, it's fine. This one, this series, we're all like easily in the bag for these movies if they're just like freaking decent, you know. And and so yes, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you, Ken. I I I want Jurassic Park movies to be good because Jurassic Park is one of the best things ever, and and I. I would love for the, those, the sequels to have something in common with that original movie. Um, and unfortunately we just, you know, we're just striking out, but, but you know, I have to acknowledge too that like the audience score on this is pretty high. I had several people tell me that they really liked it. Like several real life people be like, Oh yeah, I had a great time with it. And even they would acknowledge like it was stupid and dumb, but I had a good time with it. Um, so, you know, and it's going to make a ton of money. That is the ultimate end goal for, yeah. for these things is to make a ton of money. And then look, I always say, I say that all the time that like the main goal of a movie is to entertain. I just think that you should be able to do it with a, just a base level of competence right. and quality, you know? And, and I don't, I don't think <laughs> so, that's too much to ask. And the last thing I'll say, and then I'm going to, I'm going to turn it to you, Shane. Um, I don't think that it helps this movie at all that it came out one week, ish, two weeks, whatever after one of the best examples of a legacy right. sequel that That's what we I was have gonna ever say. seen. That's what um, I was gonna say. I, I, I think that it can being be done. so close to Top Gun: Maverick. Yeah. It really shows. Top Gun: Maverick is a movie that has so much concern about quality to it, and that is just a hundred percent out the door that it just like it just never even crosses anyone's mind of like maybe we should make this good you know instead of just we should make money off of this and whereas top gun maverick is really i mean the, the complete antithesis of that of every single thing done is done with craft and care and concern and trying to make the best movie that we can make and if and hoping obviously that that makes a lot of money and it turns out that it was able to do both of those things. So, um anyway, Shane <sighs> What t- give me yeah, start with just give me your general thoughts on the movie. just go where you want to, buddy. You're you're so, the guest. You pick what yeah, you want. Yeah,
1: so to do. look, I'm I'm actually going to zig a little bit uh, you know, when you think when you I might zag. But look, I, so respectfully to Ken, I I think it's interesting what they tried to do with the Jurassic World franchise where six movies in you know i'm tired of seeing the the dinosaurs as these kind of mindless eating machines right at a certain point like i do like it, you know the like one moment that i did like in the the one before this one is when the island is burning and you see those like the i I'm going to butcher the name but like the long neck dinosaurs, dinosaurs. Or whatever they're just like they're dying and it's just like oh my god that's so sad right and so I do like the idea that they're pushing it forward a little bit and they're, they're making them, you know, I mean, regardless of the fact that we're, we should never be in the same, you know, era They're they're animals. Right. And, and, Hmm. you know, at a certain point, like they don't need to be slaughtered, rounded up and slaughtered or whatever, but I do think, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. That's
0: what, that my, one of my favorite lines in fallen kingdom, I think it is, is when Claire comes back to recruit them and she's like, so you just go on. You are okay with all of them dying? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like, dude, I just yeah. got off to eat by a freaking T-Rex. It's, yes. Yeah. It's
1: us. It's us, us or them. Right. Yeah. Right. So let me, let me preface anything else I'm about to say on the podcast by, I, I read in multiple interviews and I want to make sure that you guys have this understanding as well that this movie Jurassic World Dominion is the last Jurassic Park movie. Like Universal has agreed like we're done with this. This franchise is now over.
0: I would is uh, that- I I saw where he said um, it's it's going to be rebooted eventually and what he said was which I disagreed with. He said, "You can't reboot this movie without remaking Jurassic Park." Totally right. wrong. You can. Just call it Jurassic something and here's the thing it's got dinosaurs and humans there that's all you need you don't have Mm. to do another theme park movie you know like that's again that's a means to an end to to make dinosaurs and humans coexist and make people believe it you know it's not like now we believe it okay now that's been established now we can kind of move forward
1: yeah i just it's for, for me personally the Jurassic world is such a, is a, is an amazing, wonderful film. Right. And then it just, all of the sequels dive off such a steep cliff. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it just kind of keeps going that I kind of respected the approach that this film took, which is, Hey, if this is our last go around in Jurassic park, we're just going to throw everything at the wall and kind of see what sticks. Right. That's not the way to make a great movie. But at the same time, if you're re- – if this is really the last Jurassic Park movie, which the, I I, th- I thought I understood that that's what they said, there's some stuff that was cool to see, right? Like the sequence where they're running around in Malta and he's on a motorcycle or whatever. That, you know, he's getting chased in the city streets. That's, you know, kind of a hint of you got a little wow. bit of that in Jurassic World 2. And there was another sequence that I thought was pretty neat as well.
0: Um, there, that, are you talking about where they were in there, like the underground uh, trade of Amber? They had like a – they oh, had like a yeah, martial yeah, arts
1: sequence in the movie. It's like,
0: I don't remember martial arts in my drastic part, but
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and also the sequence where, where, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard lands in the jungle and then she has to get into the, the, the pond or whatever to kind of avoid being eaten. That was some really good cinematography. Like the way that's, that scene was staged was, was excellent. But I do think that this movie is overstuffed tremendously. And I oh, do yeah. think that it's a little strange, that a movie that's about dinosaurs spends so much time talking about locusts.
2: Oh my gosh. Like,
1: yes. That you're like, yeah. what, what are bugs. we doing here? Yeah, like The what are entire we doing
0: reason here? freaking Grant and Statler are in the movie is because of that. So are you freaking movie. kidding me? Right. That's it's why you brought him back.
2: The whole movie is yeah. locusts. You like, can
0: tell Sam Neil is just like not geez. feeling it too. I mean, you can see by a oh look on God. his face. He's like, yeah swatting at CGI bugs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like the whole time I'm watching it, I was like, wait a minute. What put this, the guy who runs Biosyn, what was your plan here with these things? There like, is what none. were you I, attempting to do with these locusts? Like why?
2: I, I, I'm with I'm a hundred percent with you, Shane. Like the, again, I don't, I love the fast and furious movies. I love battleship. Like I, I will, I am willing to turn my brain off, you just have to give me like the base level of reason and competence on this front. Right? None of this made sense. Like if you, right. I, I, you don't. That's not even like pulling at threads or being nitpicky or whatever. There is no point to what they are doing in this movie. There's no point to it. And right. to be honest with you, I'm okay with that. If if you're just load me up with dinosaurs on Isla Nublar, Nublar or whatever. And we're just <laughs> yeah. like, hey, dinosaurs are cool or, or or whatever it is. But like, if you're going to spend the time on this this big bad plot from Corporation Guy, then can you give me like, I don't know, uh, two lines of something that would make sense on the what his whole plot is in the Did first Did you know bit? that it that's Dodgson? Oh, stupid. Yes. It took me a Nobody while. Nobody cared. But yes. Yes. Nobody cared. It's exactly right. They didn't even cast exactly the same right. guy who's still out I, there. You acting. can't. That guy is uh is he,
0: oh, maybe he, a convicted sex right? or something. Or something.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's well, so to be can't. fair, even if they did, I don't know like, no one I had know to read one. who that was. And then finally when yes. I read it, I was like, Oh so d- th- do not care. You know
0: they could have brought back is Nedry. Nidri. Uh, Wayne Knight yeah, well, he's just, super dead yeah his scar um, on his face you know <laughs> I don't know
2: you know what would have been cool got poisoned I'm good yeah. well, what a Sam great character I mean, how, minus one arm how sweet, that would've would've been that been sweet would that would right? that have been yeah. if you popped yeah. up
0: at the end as like yeah. you know guy that had the he's DNA like, he's like I have had it with yeah. these
2: mother-
1: yeah. effing dinosaurs Yeah, the, yeah, well, yeah well, that, that would have been buff. cool
0: The
2: Dodson thing comes back to Dodson was a big character in the books. And so Uh, there were a couple of times where like there was an, an an early version of the lost world where he was going to play a big part in it stuff like that. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Like whatever, whatever this is not, this is not central to why we like these movies (laughs) again. Like you're just totally misunderstanding why, why anyone is, is, is into these, these things. Um, i i gotta i hated the car chase thing shane i hated it I, I i was just it that to me added to the feeling of you don't get it you don't understand right. why we why we want this um it's cool when they when they're in like the hydro ball or whatever on the island but like dinosaurs snapping at, at motorcycles and stuff i just i
0: don't know why the that, dinosaurs don't stop and eat any of the other four thousand people that are standing there (laughs) why why are you chasing this motorcycle can't you just give up and and eat this shopkeeper that's just standing there (laughs) it seems a lot
1: easier (laughs) my thought process here is simply was just again i love the first jurassic park and then even in the second one and then by the time the third one came out i stopped caring right where it was just like okay jurassic park is no longer a franchise that i really have any emotional stakes in so now i'm just thinking okay what do i just want to see dinosaurs do Right. And mm-hmm. so when they went back to an island, I was like, we did, you know, the dress world was like, we did this already. Like, I've seen like dinosaurs on an island. Right. So putting dinosaurs and humans in situations that I haven't seen in the franchise, I give it a little bit of credit. And that's why, again, while I'm not certainly saying that I like this movie tremendously, I do. I think I'm a little bit more forgiving because it does just kind of seem like they just kind of. They they rack their brain for like okay like this is this is it what do we want to see dinosaurs doing with people or two people mm-hmm. and they just kind of put it all in there. I'm, and so if this is truly the end, I'm like, great, it, fine. I've, I've seen dinosaurs do everything I want to do now. I'm good.
0: I'm, I'm good. with you, Shane. And like honestly, if this series had taken that mentality of this is new Jurassic Park, new characters, uh, we're doing new stuff with it, I would have been all in. But the moment you bring back the quote unquote legacy characters yeah. and you're attaching this so right. hard to the first film. I agree. I can't, right. I can't I agree. Do, do anything but compare them. If this was Jurassic yeah, world and it was Chris Pratt and new characters and the third one, they're flying off buildings with t- T-Rexes. I'm good with it. But like, I can't, I can't separate the two.
1: That's fair. That's a fair assessment. I think bringing in the three original cast members does kind of, not in a bad way, but it taints the waters a little bit where it's like, yeah, now it's impossible to not think about how great the original yes. Jurassic park was. Yes. You know, and especially I, because there's so many heavy handed references to the first one. Yes. It just feels like an illusion to like, remember how great Jurassic park was. And right. it, at a certain point you end up thinking, I should just watch that one instead. Yes. You know? Totally agree.
2: And I look, that's something that I, I will try really, I will try very hard in a sequel, prequel, reboot, legacy, whatever to not put i don't like when people are like well this i really don't like the concept of well this sequel was bad so it means that the originals are are bad now too like it has ruined the original for me or whatever i feel like that is kind of a a loser that's
1: reductive thinking for sure yeah it is and
2: look i mean i'm sure there there's probably an example or two where i'm like yeah actually that's i mean How I Met Your Mother is the one that could like the the ninth season of How I Met Your Mother ruins the entire, the entire thing to me. Um, but there, I really, I try very hard not to bring that up. When you are going to call back to the original thing that we all loved so much, so aggressively and heavily and frequently, like this movie does, you are asking for people to walk out saying that has ruined the movie that I love for <laughs> yeah. me because it I, I'm not saying I'm not in that camp because it, again, but it's something that I have to like kind of really fight the urge to, to, to feel that way. If, if I'm, if I'm being honest and they, they did not help me in this situation at, at all. And it, to be honest with you, I don't even like Sam Neil. <laughs> Sam Neil clearly did not give a rip about being here for, for this movie. <laughs> I thought Laura Dern was trying, and was not good. And I oh, she was it, it actively bad out. in this. I thought. I agree. I agree. I thought. Uh, I thought Goldblum was good, but it's. I thought Goldblum was probably the best part. Goldblum of Goldblum was the
0: only one making any amount of sense in this entire movie. Yeah, but, but That's, he was. Is, the, he was is, supposed to be the 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 weird guy in the first one. Yeah, he's the
2: only one making well, any sense now. <laughs> but I mean, you know, the thing is, it's like. I I think that this movie is a is a uh, this is something that I felt like we we saw in the, the first Jurassic World. Um, uh, you you mentioned can't O is easy to work with, and and so that's probably part of why he continues to to get gigs. He's not a good director, I don't think. No, and he definitely is not somebody who gets good performances out of oh, his, that. That's his, his main past. problem. And this yep. was a this was a really a really good example of that because. Look, say what you want about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt can be a very good actor. I don't know that he has like Tom Hanks range or or something or like, you know, he's not Daniel Day Lewis or whatever, but like he can be very good. He's not good in these movies. Bryce Dallas Howard can be very good. She's not very good in this movie. Laura Dern was the one in this one where I was like, Laura Dern's a great actress yeah, and she's awful in this. And that tells me to me, that tells me all I need to know about about the director and how how he is with with uh getting performances out of out of his cast brian. the only one who's doing well like i said is goldblum and it's because very clearly jeff goldblum was just like i'm just gonna goldblum just gonna this gonna, up but goldblum this. this yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. give me that know. leather jacket let's do this dude yeah. brian the scene with uh the clone girl asking statler and grant if they were married was so cringe
1: i laughed
0: i laughed very hard Um, I think you're right, Brian. I think, aside from uh, my main takeaway being Trevor doesn't get it, it was Bryce Dallas Howard deserves so much better than this. I totally agree. This was her big break. This was like, you are a star of a franchise, and this is what – like I can't imagine Ron Howard going to see this and being like, "God, my daughter really lucked <laughs> he, out." He crying. sure he, tweeted she, through it though. He did. He tweeted, he tweeted right right like through. great. Yeah. yeah, he tweeted he's, right he's through. A good it. good father. He said people just. were applauding at the end, which <laughs> I <laughs> highly doubt, considering there were literal boos <laughs> yeah. in my theater at the end. Um, he's
2: but just I just being an encouraging father.
0: She could have directed this thing,
2: this thing better. Theater. Like she one hundred She's going well, no, to be a better director than Colin Trevor. Put money on it. No,
1: no question. No question. Well, and again, I think like saying the same thing you guys are saying from a different kind of angle, right? Again, I think that the intellectual property of Jurassic Park, that cloth has been wrung so dry now at Mm. this point that there Mm -hmm. is no creative juice left in it. And so while I don't necessarily think Colin Trevor is as as nearly as bad of a director as you guys do, any director is hampered by a, a bad script. And I just don't think that there's a lot of Good stuff in the script, or there's not enough good stuff in this Did script. He write and this again, script? it's like yes,
0: co-wrote it with yeah. his with his fr- co-writer girl. Right. Um, That's what I thought. Okay.
1: And it's like, it's just, you know, again, cause you're right. Laura Dern is like a great, I mean, almost everybody in this cast is a great actor or actress, but, you know, saying some of those lines are just really hard to get out. And like, you know, how many more times can you like look terrified at a tennis ball, right? On Mm -hmm. set. And cause you know, they're going to CG in the dinosaurs later. It's just, yeah, it it just kind of felt like the script really did nobody any favors here. Mm -hmm. Um, There just wasn't a lot of meaty stuff.
0: I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask you Shane, um, Full disclosure, Shane works for Paramount, uh, another studio. Um, And comparing this to Top Gun Maverick and the conversation being, well, this is going to make a ton of money anyway, right? Um,
1: That was the hope anyway.
0: The difference, yeah, the difference I think is you can make a good, like if this is going to make money anyway, why not make it good? You know, like Mm -hmm. is is Mm -hmm. a script script being delivered by a, a person that's easy to work with? Just the means to like an end to like say we have a new Jurassic Park movie coming out versus spending time and like, if this is going to make movie money anyway, why not make a movie that's going to have legs longer than one weekend? Top Gun Maverick is still making money.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. But the the difference I would say, though, is Top Gun Maverick is the second in a franchise. If they make six Top Gun movies, let's see how we feel on the sixth one. Maybe. Maybe. That is a good point. Yes.
0: I'm just comparing it to like um, um, I'm comparing it to that because I feel like bringing Sam Neill and Laura Dern back is kind of like Cruz returning to that franchise in a way. Like I feel like you can have emotional ties to a first film without it being terrible, <laughs> and that's kind of mm-hmm, right. why I can make sure. that comparison. Yeah, but.
1: one of the one of the franchises that I love so dearly is the Oceans movies, and I mm-hmm. and I think. One of the biggest lessons that 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 whole filmmaking team learned was when Ocean's 12 came out and it wasn't super critically well regarded, didn't do nearly as well as the first one. I think mm-hmm. one of the big lessons that they learned was, you know, when you are ripping off a casino in Vegas, everybody's on your side because everybody wants to do that. When you're stealing art in Europe, you're just kind of a jerk, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So one of the big lessons they learned was let's bring it back to Vegas and I think that that is kind of the course correction they try to do in Jurassic Park because the second one, it's Spielberg. It has some great moments in it, but it just didn't quite land. And I think they thought, let's bring it back to an island. Let's kind of try to inject mm-hmm. some fresh blood into it. Yeah. And for me personally, I was like, this. I don't. This is dumb. I don't like this. Like, I, I just don't care anymore. So after the third one, then trying to wring three more movies out of that franchise. I, you know, my point simply is, I don't know if I could do it better because I just don't know. I don't know what else I'd want to do with dinosaurs, you know, because I, f- I feel like we tapped out on the third one. But that—that's just made, yeah. I think know. they only
0: made the third one because they wanted to get it done and over with. <laughs> I think you know, it's like let's just get this, you know, because they had made two and they wanted to do a trilogy, and I think everybody intended for that one to be the to be it. But then right when once. The MCU becomes a thing and Fast Series becomes a thing. Universal sits back and like, okay, what IP do we have? That can be the next MCU, mm-hmm. Jurassic Park. Perfect. And here we are, you know, and, yeah. and I totally agree. It probably should have never even been rebooted to begin with. Uh Something else I noticed, Brian, um, my Trevorrow deep dive was he said, and this might be weird to you, Shane. It seemed weird to me as an editor. He said he doesn't. He only he doesn't watch the entire movie until he has each reel done. He doesn't watch the movie in entirety as, as he's editing it.
1: That doesn't seem like the best way to direct yeah. the film. I
0: think, <laughs> he says he does a reel at a time. So he'll do a reel one and then reel two and then reel three and then watch it. And then you sit there in that George Lucas moment and Phantom Menace is like, I probably went overboard in some areas, but I can't change anything now because then it won't make any sense, you know? <laughs>
1: well, and, and not to get super nitpicky, uh, but movies aren't really edited in reels anymore. Like right. they used to be edited in yes. reels because a film reel could only hold about 20, 23 minutes of film. So you'd have to edit them together to a long thing. It's mm-hmm. all digital now. So it's just a long DCP. You can watch the movie in one, you know, it's a Final Cut pro time. Why would he remember, admit so. that he
0: didn't watch his own movie as he was
1: as he was making it? I would have...
0: If I were him, and this is how I edit, I watch the entire thing at the end of every session. Right. Every t- every time. And then when I come back the next morning, I watch the entire thing again with fresh fresh eyes and ears.
1: Yeah, I mean most of the time when you hear directors talk about their movies, by the time that it hits theaters, they've watched their movie hundreds of times, literally. Yeah. He says
0: he feel like times. he feels like he has to earn the right to watch the entire
1: movie i it's mean like, look dude, that's just a, make the that's movie. An approach yeah that look that's an approach that er, it, uh, this is your movie with, but yeah <laughs> look i disagree <laughs> with it but at the same time uh you know he gets paid millions of dollars to direct movies and i don't yeah. so i you know i can all you, gotta, hey, all you gotta do
0: him. shane though is get one movie at sundance and you'll be you'll be in his place
2: i mean that's all that's he true did.
1: that is very true
2: yeah i um i just this a lot of this goes back to in my opinion we've 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 touched on this i'm not gonna hit it too harder much harder anymore but like the goal here was to make money that's fine that's the goal for disney that's the goal for sony that's the goal for paramount it's the goal for everybody whatever there's just a base level of quality that we we i feel like we as the audience that we are we are owed when we see a movie especially a movie that relates to a property that we really love um i think we're owed a base level of quality that was just kind of forgotten on this. And look, you know, it's always funny when we get emails from listeners who are newer listeners who are going back and listening to older old episodes and stuff. I I love that when we get those emails because it's, it's they're inevitably like, Hey, remember when you guys were really excited about this thing that turned out to be terrible, you know, or whatever else safety, not guaranteed. I really dig. I think that's a really fun movie. He should have never,
0: should have never been given the, the keys. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, Universal probably interviewed him after that movie was successful. It's like this is a really nice guy who loves Star Wars and big movies. We should, well, you know, it, it's it like was,
2: that that time period. There's a whole bunch of of directors from that era that made like a cool indie movie. And this look, this is not just this era, but it, but there's a bunch from this group of of uh, of Josh Trank and uh, Colin Trevorrow and Gareth Edwards and um, Duncan Jones. And I'm sure there's others that I'm that I'm missing, who made like a a good small indie movie, usually that had like a little bit of like a sci-fi bent to it or whatever, and they, they end up getting a major deal with a major studio and a major franchise out of it. I think the difference with Trevorrow is hey, he got two, and one of them bailed on him because they thought because they saw a book of Henry and realized we cannot let this person be yeah. in charge of our franchise.
1: Like, I tell you what, though, not to start this old debate all over again, but I don't know if you guys read his Star Wars script that got leaked on that the, he
2: leaked, yeah, that he
1: leaked, that <laughs> he leaked, whatever. I, for my money, that script is a hundred times better than what we got with Rise of Skywalker. The more I watch Rise of Skywalker, the more I'm like, this movie's garbage. <laughs> Uh, it's, you know, and so I'm reading his script. I'm like, that's what that third movie should have been. It would have been better, but that's just my take. Again, he didn't direct it, so we'll never know. But I'm just saying, reading that script, I was like, ooh, that was a lot better than the script that we actually got in the movie, we, but that's um, just me.
0: We don't have to go down that road, but um, he did have a quote about, he did have a quote about that. Um, he was asked about it in his interview. He said, he said, what did you think about the reaction to it? And he said, I think all of us as fans grow up having star wars stories in our head everyone who's gotten the chance to work on a star wars film is given a gift i was given a gift like getting to hang out with mark hamill i got to meet george lucas those are things that i'll carry with me and all the work that i did on that movie came out came from a dairy, very deep place from within me if <laughs> as someone who considers it a bit of a police system if we're going to be honest and so it's all laid out there for those to see does he know he didn't do the movie and that it's just a <laughs> concept <laughs> screenplay
2: yeah. yeah
0: yeah my involvement with star wars meant so much it's like dude you didn't even do
2: anything yeah you yeah. got kicked out you got if, fired if more, yeah if nothing else i just think it, it shows the importance of picking the right people to be in charge of your movies whether it says the director or the creative director or the the kevin feige producer executive producer or whatever it may be it's you got to find people who actually know what they're doing and be willing to pull pull say absolutely actually we're we were wrong on this we gotta we gotta move away and do something different to to continue to give him movies i just i it's it's just a real it's a real mistake and to your point i mean uh shane i i do agree with you they there. they're, they're there may just be only so much that you can do in this world. And maybe that's that's part of that's a big part of the issue. I just there are so many screw ups and mistakes in this thing that and and it's not like this is it's not like it's just one, you know? It's, it's through the course of these three movies where you're just like, what are we doing here? How, and that's, how and that's
1: awesome? my ultimate takeaway on this movie is that it's, it's overwrought, it's clumsy, but I'm like, I, I don't know what else i do with dinosaurs. I just, you know what I mean? It's just, I, yeah. I feel like we, we, the cloth yeah. is dry. Can one I, thing I will say, so though, ahead, that, that I did thoroughly enjoy, <laughs> I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I do love that after the movie Jurassic Park came out, all of the Ross Gellers of the paleontology community came out mm. to go, well, actually, mm. that's not what dinosaurs really look like. And they mm. had feathers mm. and they on this and that. And they put those feather dinosaurs in this movie and they all look stupid. They all suck. They all look all terrible. Yeah. Bird, when, yeah. when the at Awful. the end of the movie, spoilers for Jurassic oh. Park Dominion, when the when the Tyrannosaurus Rex comes back up from getting yeah. knocked down and just, you know, and the, and he uh, he starts to fight that feather dinosaur you're like yeah because t-rexes are cool (laughs) and feather dinosaurs are feather dinosaur isn't Um, shut up ross keller like no one wants to hear your okay
2: that that was what i was gonna that's what i was gonna mention and i i I didn't want to set you guys up because i was gonna say i my question was going to be how do we feel about all these new dinosaurs and i was gonna tell you guys before i threw it to you I just, I want you to know before, before you, I don't want you to feel like I'm cutting your legs out from under you or setting you up for a trap. I hate them. I hate all the new dinosaurs. I, I hate it to be honest with you, I hated them in the, the first two Jurassic worlds. Like Mosasaurus is cool. The, 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 the water one, I think that's pretty cool, but like Indominus Rex and the Indoraptor and, and then.
0: I think the actual Raptors look worse in this too, like blue and. Well, and that's
2: that's gonna. I want to talk about that in a second too. Can't hold on to that. Um, I think that I I to me I think that 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 is another part of the you are misunderstanding what we want from these movies. Right. I don't think we want sixty weird breeds of dinosaurs that we can't identify. Like. Right. I mean, maybe you know to some extent maybe my son does but this is not quite this i mean look this is this is somewhat geared at kids but it's not a kids movie it's it the, the the bulk of the audience for this is are people who have nostalgia for jurassic park and you know and what i think one of the smartest things that jurassic park did amongst many very smart things was it limited there's like 10 different dinosaurs that come on screen at some point in that movie. And, and the world expands a little bit in the next maybe one less. in the next one. And, but once you get even Jurassic world, I think did that pretty well. Like it was not just a complete, just dinosaurs being shoved into your eyeballs the whole time. just weird ones that you've never seen that you can't name. I don't know. Maybe this is a, maybe this is a, a like <laughs> uh like a Neanderthal brain kind of thing, but like, I didn't like that. I don't know what those dinosaurs were. Like I was, <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there watching. Like I don't even know what the crap that's supposed to be. Like
1: what? But what although, they, but although, to be fair, because I will fully admit it, 85 percent of my knowledge on dinosaurs came from Jurassic Park. So
2: well, and and, and now that's part of my point, uh, Shane. The I almost called you Richard. Sorry, that would have been <laughs> the biggest insult of all time. You don't even what you don't even own a cardigan. Um, the,
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the, Come on! I'm better the,
2: than that. My, this kind of plays into your point that you just made about the feathered dinosaurs because they look awful. Um, recently, fairly recently, there was uh, I read an article in Texas Monthly, which is always one of my my uh, weekly recommends. Texas Monthly is great. Um, there was an article in Texas Monthly maybe a year ago about the Dilophosaurus because that is a the I want to say the spitter. Yeah, it's the spitter dinosaur. So that dinosaur, the the main fossils that we have of Diloph- Dilophosaurus were discovered here, okay, in Texas. Um, if I'm remembering this article correctly, but the point of the article was <laughs> that dinosaur doesn't look anything like that, and I don't just mean Shane like it was feathered, like all dinosaurs were feathered or anything like that. It is we found these fossils in like whatever again, I'm completely paraphrasing and butchering this, this thing, but it's like they found this fossil in like 1947 <laughs> and the, the, the paleontologist was just like, Oh yeah, he spit poison <laughs> and just like wrote that down basically <laughs> just like ju- made these like ridiculous jumps to conclusions that are not accurate whatsoever. Um, And that has become like how we, we um like societally culturally, like what we accept about this, not just not just in movies, but, like, in, in that field. That's what we accept about these dinosaurs. And there's this guy who's, like, trying to sort of rewrite... Okay, that's not... He's reconstructing the fossils and, like, actually, it was this, it's not that, blah, blah, blah. But even he said... This is, like, you know, a Neil deGrasse Tyson-type kind of paleontologist. Even he said... It doesn't really matter if they look the right way or not in Jurassic Park. It's all about the science in the scientific community. And right. that's what I felt like watching this movie. I was like, I don't want feathered dinosaurs. Right. It looks weird. My brain says that dinosaurs should look like this. And if you want to do a documentary on Apple TV or something and, and tell me, actually, this is what that dinosaur should look like. That's fine. Right. But for this Find movie. I'm in place. I do not want that at all. And it is yeah. off-putting, and I did not care for it
0: like at all. i totally with you, Brian. And <laughs> some, when I went back and watched some special features on Jurassic Park, that's something Steven Spielberg was saying, is, is he had a lot of conversations with paleontologists and dinosaur experts, and they would say one thing, oh, it should be like this. Yes, and he would say, yes. oh, well, I'm thinking more like this. And then they would compromise right. on what looks best for the movie. Yes. Perfect example right. is the velociraptor... Thing he does in the first movie of tapping the toe mm-hmm. he was like mm-hmm. oh you know he just like as a storyteller he's like oh wouldn't it be cool if they you know he walks into the room and just starts tapping his toe you know like right. looking around the room and that they don't didn't do that you know so but he understood what would make it into a great movie so i think it's way more important to make a better a better movie than a more scientifically
2: accurate movie yes yeah. it's not a documentary. Yes. And
1: that's what I'm that's what I'm saying like we the 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 cloth has been so wrung dry that like on all, all these right. movies now we have to create new dinosaurs because you can't just keep showing the same five dinosaurs over and over again just like how and I love it but I just like how in every fast movie now there has to be some undiscovered Toretto like sibling that just shows up out of nowhere right You're like oh he had another brother <laughs> you have to do more dinosaurs but we're yeah. literally or, scraping the bottom or, of the barrel Yeah well, I was going to say, you're like, right. the dinosaur, the red feathered one that comes out, like, on the ice, yeah. you know, and, like, mm-hmm. he swims underwater. Mm-hmm. Back in the the Jurassic era, that dinosaur was, like, he got picked last for dinosaur basketball. He was, like, a CPA, you know what I mean? Like, in Minnesota, he's, like, a loser <laughs> dinosaur. But that's how far we've scraped the bottom of the barrel because we're just – we're so out of ideas for this entire franchise. I, <laughs> I, I think
0: a CPA to a certain extent, you're correct, um, Shane, but I, I – I really, I wholeheartedly believe that like a good director can make a good dinosaur movie with humans in it. And, and it would be good. You know, like I, I just think about in this movie, um, let's look at my notes, uh, the scene where Claire and clone girl and, uh, Owen, <laughs> AKA Chris Pratt are like, talking about how 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 dinosaurs have taken over the world basically and no one is safe in this world because dinosaurs yeah. have taken over society right and they're just sitting outside their house <laughs> around a campfire in the middle of the woods <laughs>
1: right. yeah, yeah. there's
0: yeah. raptors every what are you doing
1: you yeah, know what is it, what is the threat level in any situation right you're in, there's, there's no there's th-
0: so like i'm thinking like you know what would have been awesome is if they had a house that was like a quiet place and it was boarded up and locked and they had to be in and like dinosaurs were trying to get in all the time. That's what I want to see. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah, if you do that, that if you cool. do a quiet place with raptors, I'm in, you know, like yeah. I think there's something you can do here.
1: That's fair. That's fair enough. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all right. My my creative wheels are spinning already. Yeah. I will <laughs> say, Brian, one other thing. I, I actually started laughing out loud in the theater and I was thinking about you because I know you would you'll back me up on this. Uh, Come the day that, that Mad About Movies does run the entirety of Hollywood, rule number one is we are officially banning the following sentences from every script that will ever be written henceforth, said in an angry, petulant tone. You're not my mom. Right <laughs> yeah, or yeah. you're not my dad. Like yeah. that was in the Batman. Yeah. That was the Jurassic Park. If you have a script that where a, a teenager or somebody says you're not my mom, ask that. That line is going. The line's banned from movies forever now. Please, like enough it. with that. And, and with
0: Claire it. and Owen act like this is their daughter of
2: life, and they just like met I'm this girl. With that. I'm fine just, with that. It's been five years. They've they've got a bond. Whatever. I just wish it had been done with a little more. <laughs> quality i'm just gonna keep, what do you think about referencing quality charlotte lockwood
0: her who, who she's cares quoting, that being the who entire cares? crux of this yes. we have to honor charlotte what charlotte would have wanted we don't even know who that is she wasn't even in the who, movie any right. of the couldn't
2: movies we, why couldn't we have at the very least why couldn't we just made this about john Hammond's right son why isn't or something charlotte like hammond that? <laughs> or yes yeah, somebody yeah. we have a tie right to. like i i just it doesn't doesn't make any sense. when somebody says, "When somebody am 'I'm you're not my father,' what's the first what thing? What would you Charlotte know? have
0: done?
1: We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we don't and know again, who that, that is. That's, I'm not. I'm honestly not knocking it because other movies that I like more do it better. But again, like Fast Nine, right? Where it's right, like right. out of nowhere, he has a brother right. who means so much to him. Yes. that he's never been mentioned in the previous eight movies, totally. right? Totally. right? Yeah. So I, well, I'm not saying that it's, a, I'm not saying it's, it's acceptable. <laughs> I'm saying you're willing to believe it yes, depending on how much exactly. you like the movie or not. It, and I yes. think this movie just took such a weird left turn with locusts and stuff that by the time that God. she was pregnant with her own clone or whatever, you were just like, what is happening? You know it, what I mean? Like why, like why is this person important?
0: The um, scene, uh, <laughs> with chris pratt's introduction in this movie where he's lassoing dinosaurs and in the middle of the wilderness lassoing dinosaurs gets one by a rope and for some reason the the dino just obeys this rope Like can't break away from a break away from a rope and run the other way right and he says the line all right all right girl come with me let's get you to someplace safe you know where someplace safe for a dinosaur would be in the middle of the wilderness. Yeah. Roaming bringing, the Utah.
2: Why are you mountains? bringing it into? Yeah. yeah. What are
1: we? Gosh, man. I, there's just, I also kind of thought in that moment, I was like, there was 20 of those dinosaurs. Is that.
0: Yeah. Just like one. It's like, let's get you cool. away from your friends for a while. Um,
1: the, <laughs> so, the, let's rip you away from all of your loved ones. And so uh, I want to,
0: I want to mention some of the callbacks to Jurassic park. Um, I found it. First of all, so dumb in the in Jurassic World on the rewatch. You know the moment in Jurassic Park where this moment of wonder where they see the Brontosaurus and the John Williams cue yes. comes in mm-hmm. and it's like this one epic, of the greatest scenes of one all of the time. Most, yes. That yeah. same cue is done in Jurassic World when they're showing the luxury of the theme park. like a yes. complete like we're yeah. <laughs> You don't get it, dude. You don't. In, you don't understand this at all. And in,
2: and in this movie, they the callback to Ellie getting out of the jeep and oh. looking up. Oh, at the that's bronzers, what I was. That's where I was is going. For her gazing Brian, looking at out a out cornfield, an empty cornfield in what in are West, we
1: doing in <laughs> West Texas, no less? If you have spent <laughs> yes. fifteen minutes yes. in West Texas, no you one have looks seen at you that way. <laughs> yeah, you know what <laughs> yes. I thought was
0: so dumb too—that the fact that Grant is still a paleontologist. Dinosaurs exist, dude. <laughs> that was the, the whole thing. I was like, the first movies. he's he's been spending his entire life digging up these bones and now here they actually are in front of my face. I can study them for real. And now he's just going back to studying, trying to dig up bones when there's literal every species of dinosaur walking around to be I just that made no sense to me that he would ever go back to the start, you know. Yeah. Oh, no. I
2: can I, that you know like I can accept that but it's there are so many other you know what I mean it's like there's so many other things going on that that you're it it does what I always say it just leads your brain to start picking at everything because there's so many stupid things that are going on through the course of this it thank you just mind-boggling me here here's I don't know how much more I have um and I don't know why anyone's listening to us anymore at this point but the you you sort of referenced this earlier Kent, so I wanted to give you a shot at it how do the dinosaurs look so much worse with right. thirty years of I technology don't than they did in 1993? I, I think it's I a combination.
0: Understand. I think Spielberg knew how to hide CG really well. Um, the fact that he shot that that whole T Rex jeep sequence in the rain and the dark and mm-hmm. all that stuff just helps everything. He's he's a he's a great director, you know. And there is some practical effects here, some animatronics. I think mainly the big Brontosaurus that's like dead for some reason uh right um, well the, moment, the reason
1: the reason why Jurassic Park still looks so amazing today is because Spielberg was constantly doing like a three card Monty shuffle of mm-hmm, right. animatronics, dudes in rubber suits, like Practical for the legs yeah. and stuff. And then visual effects from CG, right? And so your, your brain never got used to seeing one or the other Mm. because every other shot was switching up, you know, what it was. So you bought into the illusion that, oh, these things are real. But because the way movies are made, and I'm not knocking Jurassic World for this because. It's the way that movies are just made nowadays, uh, for the most part is because CG is so much more cost effective in the end that right. everything is just done CG. And so when you have these directors, right, like Christopher Nolan, who, ins- or, you know, even like Top Gun Maverick that insist on doing everything for real, it's a huge headache in production, but the results speak for themselves, you know, yeah. and when you see it right. done for real, it's right. incredible, and you you know it, it feels bigger, and it feels yeah uh, you know more like grand. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And so yes, yeah, so many sequences here. It's just CG, and so you know if you've ever seen a movie being made before, you know that all the actors are right. just standing there on set, like I said, staring at a tennis ball, and it just doesn't have the same heft that the first one does because it was totally. such a great trickery of you never knew which one it was.
2: I I totally I, that that's a great point, Shane. My only pushback to that would be. Yes, I understand that movies aren't going to be made like that anymore. From a, the CG, it's, it, you're you're totally right. It's way more cost effective to do this. This is like a three hundred million dollar, two hundred million dollar movie. Could we get good CGI through right. the whole course a, of the, the, the movie? The way the dinosaurs like,
0: run, it's just the physics just don't work. You know, there's no weight to them. It's just kind of floating around everywhere.
2: I think that my eye and my brain is conditioned to accept CGI as what it is. And like, okay, cool. There are so many times in this where it just looked bad. Not just, it doesn't look like it has weight. Like the, the dinosaurs actually looked bad in some of these sequences. And that just should not happen with a, with a huge budgeted movie that is based so much on, on the special effects of it.
1: It it no need to be mean to the CPA dinosaur. I already said he was ugly. You don't have to insult him. (laughs) I think there's something special about that first film
0: that you know watching it in the time we certainly felt it we certainly feel it going back and re-watching the first one is mm-hmm. we we just couldn't comprehend how this was done you know right. like yeah. and now that we all totally. know how it's done it takes away <laughs> a lot of that special feeling that you're talking about brian we all know yeah, it's computer yeah, to- you know it's not sure. there's no mystery left sure. to the process back then there right. was
2: my my whole thing is just though it just should be good. That's all. Sure, like the, you can do good CJ. Oh, like um when so Disney put out that that She Hulk trailer a couple I don't know a few weeks ago whatever it was, and it got just lambasted for looking so terrible and and the pushback on that was like right but like we all know that the CGI is that we're still we're still completing the CGI like two weeks before this move this movie or TV show or whatever. Before you're going to see it. Mm-hmm. Like that's the last thing that really gets finished more right. often than not. But also I was like, right, but you're Disney. Don't put that out there. Don't put out a right. thing that shows such bad, terrible CGI. And it, there were moments in this movie where I was like, y'all, this is a finished movie, right? Like we, it right. can't look the, the dinosaur can't look blurry. Like there can't be my eye can't be doing this. Like, whoa, 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 what's going on kind of thing. Like that just shouldn't happen with this, I I I, you expect the script to be bad. You expect the acting to be kind of wooden, but like you can't have bad looking CGI in a movie like this, in my opinion. And there were there were several stretches that that looked that way to me. Well and I that's
1: I agree with you, Brian, and I think that's an issue that is not necessarily symptomatic of of just this movie. I think it's a symptom of the Hollywood filmmaking machine at the moment where they need to stop every studio needs to Mm -hmm. stop announcing a release date on the same day that you announce that you're making a movie, stop that mm-hmm. because you're then putting all of your filmmaking, your, your filmmakers and all of sure. your talent in a box where it's like, Hey, you have 265 days to get this done. And it's mm-hmm. like, it doesn't matter if the CG looks good or not. Cause here's the thing. I'm sure that none of those people on the set of Jurassic world are dummies. Right. And I'm sure that right. those, the same shots that you were going, mm, I don't know about that. They all said the same thing, but it's like, guys, we are right. out of it's time. got to get out here. Yeah. You, we're out of time. Yep. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yep. yeah i think i can't i can't speak too much on the record on it but there are definitely movies that i'm aware of doing what i do that the visual effects are literally finished down to the wire i mean to the mm-hmm. last yeah, totally. like evening totally. and it's like yeah. yeah if only we had more time and you don't you have a locked right. in release date
0: right the um i've got a i got a bunch of notes to get to here hit brian them. i'll try True. to hit them as quick as much as possible
2: um Overshirt count what do you guys think oh Seventeen, very high. Whatever. I don't know what the. I don't know what's what's high in a in a movie. Like you. Well, this is this like, movie basically invented
1: the overshirt. You know. So. <laughs> yeah, I they mean, did get that how little did you, dig in there when they're like, you put on your vest and you. <laughs> right, <laughs> that, that yeah. made me giggle. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, the scene where Laura Dern's like gets serious and she takes off the overshirt and rolls up her sleeves. You know, she's like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, how many would you guess, Brian? Um, uh, twelve. Y'all are. Dead in the middle. It's fourteen. That's how was my count? Oh, there could have been knows. more. Could have been I less.
2: Think I win. Price is right. Rules. I stopped yeah, counting. Yeah, I, I, Brian I, takes that line. I,
0: I blocked it out of my brain at one point. I probably missed seven or eight of them. But the overshirt <laughs> count was impressive in this. Um, I don't re- understand why Laura Dern uh, Statler was divorced but had a wedding ring on the whole movie. I didn't.
1: Yep. <laughs> not quite I, quite like that's thought. a very simple well, did thing. You? Just. Did you also? I I didn't look this up, but that ring that she had on was so big. Yeah, that it had an amber color to it that I legitimately had, thought. Oh no, that was her right is hand. That the, she had an
0: actual wedding ring on.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, okay, well, yeah. I was talking about the other one where I was I was looking at the the other one and I thought, is that the is that the mosquito from like John Hammond's cane? Like, did he like bequeath that to her? Maybe I she like shaved it down. or something?
0: I think the uh, the. Uh, James Cromwell, dude, had it in the last movie, so... Oh, uh, I don't know. okay, okay. I don't know where that where that would be at this point, but... Yeah, uh, that was funny. The Biosyn facility... Uh, there's a big, big file scene with Franklin talking about how all the other people that worked at Jurassic oh, World gosh. were recruited into the CIA afterwards. He's uh, terrible. Yeah, he's he, terrible. He's not not great. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that Biosyn's like... We're onto something here. We're, you know, we've already cured cancer and Alzheimer's, and that's just the start. Like, I think uh, if you'd cured cancer and Alzheimer's, like literally the two
2: things. What's next? Planar fasciitis? (laughs) Maybe get
0: that out there first, and then we'll (laughs) move. You know?
2: Yeah, we might be willing to let the locust thing happen if you tell us that we can get rid of cancer. Uh, We'll
1: hear you out on the locust if you cure cancer first,
2: (laughs) Malcolm.
0: uh... He has five kids, but we still haven't seen the daughter from The Lost World once since the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's yeah. always like abandoned him or something for taking. For, uh, I thought they were, I it.
1: legit thought they were going to do a twist and it was going to be the pilot. I did oh, too. I that would have been a good car. twist.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. would have been a cool twist. I'm not going to lie. I kept thinking
1: that's how that was going to play out. And oh, it,
0: man. Damn. Uh, Trevorrow missed a golden opportunity for an easy, easy callback. Um, so. The, the uh, they can barely outrun a raptor in a car. They can run away on foot quite easily. I never found that. Claire could just run away from a raptor on foot. And once mm-hmm. they get in the Jeep, it's like eating the side of the Jeep as they're running away. I don't, <laughs> I don't get that. Um, Let's see. Oh, file scene number two at the lab when Macy Macy uh, Macy's looking at Charlotte Lockwood's history and who was, who am I, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, they're trying to get her DNA. The whole movie, she's what ten, eleven. They they cloned her, so they have the DNA to clone her. They right. they can't get her DNA any other way. They didn't have yeah. it on file anywhere. This is this seems inept.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the
2: file scenes, but not one of her DNA. Yeah,
1: just That's- and it's not that hard. Just just pick a little hair. Like you don't need a kidnapper.
2: You'll laugh at this, Brian. Um,
1: <laughs> With Dr. Grant, the door is
0: locked and he's trying to open the gate open the gate, right? Yeah, in this underground facility. I'm ninety-nine percent sure that he typed sixty nine sixty nine and it worked. And he you goes that, he that, that goes, is, wait, that actually it, worked.
2: That's what that's what Mal I'm I'm I really think that's what 69. he typed <laughs> into. That was the best scene in the movie, honestly. It was nice. Um uh,
1: that yeah. that happened so fast, I missed it. Yeah, but it's I so quick. Credit. It's like you have to be yeah. like they didn't it was say the it. the
2: One joke that landed <laughs> for me. Yeah. Yeah. And also, to really be fair, shows how juvenile. Big MacGruber right fan. Doctor. Right.
1: Here's the thing. Here's why I totally missed that. Because in that scene, <laughs> two seconds before he tried 0526, and then he said Miles Davis's birthday. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. my birthday. That threw me off for like a whole sixty seconds before I. So yeah, that's funny. I missed that. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you, kid. I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but I really think that's ah, what he, it. Was what he for sure. Of. And I got a good laugh out of that. The only time. Time. Only time uh, in the
0: movie. Yeah. Uh, then we have a big sequence of flaming locusts for some reason. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: That's how fire works. And by
0: the way, yeah. the, the, the mm-hmm. only way to bring the characters together for these for you know the Jurassic World and Jurassic Park characters to meet was for one of their cars to lo- roll down a hill and run into mm-hmm. the other ones. Like, yeah. okay, that yeah. was not very organic, guys, <laughs> at all. Um and then there's like towards the end, Brian, like the last scene, I kind of was like, okay, this is this feels more like what we should do. Like they had the moment with the Jeep turned over and them under the Jeep and Malcolm in the opposite Jeep and he, you know, gets the torch and leads the thing away like the first draft. Jurassic- like it had some moments there that I was like, okay, here's some callbacks that kind of make mm-hmm. sense. And like this mm-hmm. feels like Jurassic Park and like that final moment of it. And then it was uh, <laughs> you know, they had to um make their mission to destroy the locusts. Like they give up on dinosaurs midway through and they're like, all right, guys, the real problem yes. here is the government's trying to control our food supply. Like that's a very QAnon thing yeah. to like just make the thing of the plot of your movie the main the main dilemma is that uh these locusts are killing us people. Uh that's that's a government wants to control your beef supply that's what's happening
1: to to brian's point though i i also thought the same thing where i was like they torch these locusts and then they escape and then they're just on fire for the next 20 minutes are the locusts made of gasoline like what are they made of
2: (laughs) why are they still on fire just a freaking tornado a fire tornado of locusts (laughs) I, i yeah and
0: so at the end the um the dinos are going to stay at Biosyn valley free from the outside world i'm like pretty sure that's in the world guys pretty sure they're <laughs> just that's, that's part of the world yeah. and the, yeah. the i i texted you guys like towards the end i'm like the only way i could see this ending that would make me happy is if like a giant asteroid just comes and takes everyone out and we just <laughs> go into another ice age like you just go full just kill everyone <laughs> yeah. no one deserves to live we're all idiots <laughs> Just full full Look, circle with this thing.
1: <laughs> this whole this whole movie will be completely redeemed in two years when Fast Eleven rolls around and he's like, We gotta go get this computer chip that's in Biosyn <laughs> facilities. Like, you know that's gonna happen. Oh, like, Jurassic mean, Park crossover is definitely yes. kind
2: of in on that. Oh kind my god, in so on in on that. that.
1: Yeah. Them driving through yeah. the forest like. Dom know, is outrunning running
0: uh, Raptors. Uh, I'm, I'm in for that. Raptors, yeah. But
2: like I said, that's
0: yeah. That's a new thing. Like, if we want to take this in a new direction, I'm for that.
1: But Right. It's the rock way. is going to find that one birded, feathered, you know, T-Rex with, the ch- like, the chopstick fingers. He's just going <laughs> to punch <laughs> it in the face. You know? Not a doubt in my mind. It's going to be yeah. awesome.
0: So or they you go for friend? this big, yeah. heavy-handed <laughs> thesis at the end of,
2: we must coexist. That's the only answer. Oh, Super exhausting beginning and end yes. with that stuff.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah.
2: It's like, cool, we get it. Climate change, bad. We should do something about it. Is this movie going to fix the problem? Probably not. So let's, <laughs> let's just ease up. Show me a dinosaur th- that doesn't have feathers, preferably. Um, okay. Can't, do you have anything else? Or are we ready to Yeah, I mean, for and,
0: the people that are probably going to email and say, well, the heart of the original one is about the dangers of genetics. It's like, right. that's a part of it, but it's really a, a monster movie. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a scary monster movie and it thrills like one Has all the beats of one. The second one is King Kong, a monster movie. right? Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's part of it, but, but to make three movies from one, you know, I guess, takeaway from the first movie is, is just not the right move for me.
2: Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Okay, let's grade this thing. Shane, we'll let you kick us off. What's uh what you got for this?
1: Yeah, look, given that this is what I assume is the last movie of the franchise and we we just squeezed every bit of life out that we can get from this. I I found it, it to be a very uninspiring but also unoffensive B minus. B oh minus fine.
2: Okay, Kent, what about you?
0: I actually went to the uh the stone quarry after my mm-hmm. screening and I had it chiseled in stone, Brian. F oh, minus minus okay. minus.
1: Good 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 mine, mine, mine. fair enough good chiseled um, in
0: stone
2: yeah i i find this much more offensive than than shane does i have seen i have seen a worse or two movie than this this year um because morbius exists the bubble exists um moonfall
1: exists
0: Ooh, you saw the moonfall brian I saw Moonfall. Oh my gosh, it is historically bad. <laughs>
2: it's, it, it's 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 so bad. Um, but it also didn't offend me the way this one offends me. Yeah. Um, I, I what I said in the Discord was, I've seen worse movies this year. But if this isn't one of the five to ten worst movies I, I, I see in 2022, it means that 2022 has been an utter disaster. So. I I'm not I'm not gonna pay you your royalty can't but I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with the straight I'm gonna go with the straight F. This is the worst of the three. And that is saying something because Fallen Kingdom is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. So <laughs> okay. Um I Richard refuses to even see this. So can't I think if he loses movie draft we should make him a uh, solo review of uh, yeah. this movie. I think that yeah. would be a funny one. Two bit and long. a half
0: hours too. Um, this thing was way too long. Come on, guys.
2: Way too long. Way too long. Look, my kid kind of enjoyed it, and that helped. Um, He didn't kind of. He really enjoyed it, but he also was nine. You know, (laughs) the guy next to
0: me in the theater hated it more than me. Like he was like every time Spielberg, and every time it cut back to the girl, like it would Uh cut away from a dinosaur action back to the girl. He would go, (laughs) ah,
2: like like, (laughs) just just put the dinosaurs on the screen. Okay, all right. Um, if you liked this, I'm glad you had a good time with it. I I, 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 we did not. We did not. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Let's do a, let's do a quick weekly recommend before we leave. weekly recommends. All right, Shane, I'm uh, I'm going to kick to you first. What you got for Weekly recommends?
1: Long-time uh, fans and listeners of the show should find this no surprise whatsoever, but uh, one of my favorite authors—no, my favorite author—just uh, released a book about two weeks ago. It is uh, David Sedaris. His new collection of essays is called Happy-Go-Lucky, and mm. it is incredible. It's funny, and it's heartwarming, uh, just like all of his other stuff. However, this one actually kind of takes a turn. David's— father, who uh, Sister, you know has been English. a character in his yeah. essays for years and years, has kind of always come off as like a cantankerous, um, you know, kind of lovable uh, grump, uh, it passed away. And David really kind of opened up and talked about how the relationship with his father was downright mm-hmm. oppressive. And it was, you know, not, not as uh, kind of maybe lighthearted and fun as he made it seem in some of his essays um,
2: mm.
1: when he was alive. So it's great David Sedaris writing as well, but it does kind of take – a little bit of a turn that I wasn't expecting, but again, I love David Sedaris, and so if you like David Sedaris, uh, please give this one a read. It's great, like all of his other stuff. So his new book is called Happy Go Lucky. Nice. Yeah.
2: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, I will. I want to. I will try to do to uh, check that one out. Yeah. Um, Kent, what about you, man? What's your weekly recommend?
0: Yeah, I'm going to recommend um a uh, documentary series. Uh, so, like over the past month, it's been really crappy in America, like news wise and stuff. And it's just like everywhere on social media all the time. It's just hard to get away Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. just the world right now, which is like super depressing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. to do that, I like to watch um, planet earth, nature documentaries, stuff like that. Um, And so they did one kind of coinciding, I think with the release of this called prehistoric planet. Mm-hmm. which is um Plus. basically yeah. like all the all the nature scenes in this it's like planet earth with like a very well done c g dinosaurs um and uh John favreau produced it it's uh i think they shot like most of the plates for it in real life and then you know cg in some dinosaurs so there's actual nature footage there and kind of goes into like this the actual science of how. Of how you know that's why I said time and place Brian earlier is like mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. yeah this is sick five episodes they're each an hour long they show in depth how dinosaurs really lived it's narrated by an Attenborough you know so it's got that extra kind of Jurassic Park <laughs> connection and it's it's great you know so yeah I think Jon Jean- awesome. Favreau kind of took what he learned doing Lion King and like doing these mm-hmm. nature that nature kind of photography with CG and applied it here sure. and it's really cool so called prehistoric nice. planet i believe it's on apple tv
2: very cool i want to check that out um i think It'd be Google cool to works. cool to kids yes company, exactly right? yeah definitely I need to check that out um i've been very busy work wise and life wise and such uh over over the last few weeks i did catch up on some shows can i finished severance What'd you think? Which is so good. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I loved it so much. I loved it so much. Is uh um,
0: watched Adam Scott, not the awesomest.
2: Like he's so good. <laughs> yeah, I watched like six episodes of that in in a day or a day and a half, maybe. And it was it was John boring. Turturro uh, in that
0: is unbelievable. Yeah, and Walken is, is incredible in it. Yeah,
2: Ben Stiller is like
0: might be one of the best directors ever. <laughs> like you
2: know, like we just it's don't so say that about. Yeah. So good, uh, Shane. Have you seen Have you seen Severance?
1: No, uh, oh my, my wife gosh. Angela hasn't. She uh, has a really good handle on what I would like and what I don't. And she was like, "Oh, you're you're really gonna love this show." Yeah. Um, so so I, okay. I it is on my list of things to get around to. And I like Ben Stiller as a director. Um, so yeah, it's on my list for sure. It looks like yeah. it's up my alley.
2: Yeah. It was kids recommend a few weeks ago and it, I just, I finally had time to watch. It was great. Uh, i caught up on better call Saul, which is great. I finished stranger things, which are things I'm going to recommend week before last, which is we finished that. That was great. Um, point being very busy watching a lot of like pretty heavy in depth TV. Um, and I was like, I just want something that's lighter that I can kind of have in the background uh while well, I take a break from from some of these things before there's another like whole set of TV shows that have come out over the last 3 or 4 months that I want to get into but I needed a break so this is a very dumb recommend I started I rewatched The Orville <laughs> the Seth MacFarlane oh yeah joint. um it's one of the weirder TV experiences that I I've ever I've ever seen because can't do you remember you watched the pilot for that, right? When we I did pilots did, and episode,
0: I thought it was too potty humor for what I wanted yes. it to be. Um, yes, I'm, I'm all for a lighthearted Star Trek esque show, but uh-huh. I thought it was too yeah. Seth McFarlane for me.
2: So, the first season, certainly the first half of the first season, is very family guy in space kind of thing, mm. but but you can still. I remember when when that when the, that pilot came out and McFarlane was out trying to get out in front of it, saying, "No, this is not Family Guy. I really love Star Trek, and I wanted to make a Star Trek kind of show." But it 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 the first like six episodes are so Family Guy ish that it that you're just like, "Really, dude? This is I mean, it's just not really it's not really working." But there's a point somewhere towards the back half of of the first season where it starts to pivot more and more into a star trek kind of show and in the second season it's mostly a star trek kind of show towards like the last like maybe 5 or 6 episodes of season 2 there's none of that stuff or very 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 little uh family guy ish kind of comedy it is just doing like his Version of, of Star Trek and stuff. And so it's a little bit light, it's a little bit more lighthearted than Star Trek can be, but, um, but it, it, it has all these elements of it. And I'm, I don't know, it was really good. So that show, like, second season, I think was like 2019 or something. Lost of COVID, moved to Hulu, all this sort of stuff. New season just started on, on Hulu. Um, and it's only got two, two or three episodes uh, of the third season, but it's like pretty good. I don't know. It it is very background. There's some. There's a lot of stuff, especially if you're starting in the first season. You're gonna have to fight through a lot the first few episodes, especially. <laughs> but once it kind of finds its groove, um, I I found myself going from like I kind of feel dumb watching this to like no, actually I kind of, I really actually dig this. This is a pretty fun take on on what we're doing here. So. I don't know. I can't it's it's a it's a sort of a soft recommend. I can't vouch in terms of like you're gonna love it, guys. Mm-hmm. But um it was I really found myself, especially binging it over the last week or week or two, kind of found myself like feeling like maybe maybe this is actually like actually good, not just fun background kind of kind of stuff. So anyway, did you take ever take that for see... what you will, but it's on uh the new season's on Hulu and it's releasing weekly. So check that out. Did you out. ever see the uh HBO show Avenue Five?
1: Yeah, I I did. I watched a little
2: bit of it and I just couldn't, there was something about the characters that was like, I don't like these people enough to stick with this, but it would, but you're right. Like the, the similarities Mm -hmm. between the two, um, it's basically a cruise ship in
0: space is the, is the premise of that. And, um, yeah, I mean, just give me anything with Zach Woods in it. Like (laughs) Like, that guy in in a comedy show I'm in. Right.
1: well and brian i think you said the right thing which is to me so many of the best shows take a little while to get off the ground totally. right i mean how yes. many shows have you seen or have you recommended people where you have to say like well the first season is this yeah. and, you know whatever totally. it's like yes. yeah you give it a minute to find its footing you know have you um, this one is
2: just such a strange pivot because it really goes I, what i would guess happens is seth mcfarland pitches this idea fox says yes Fox gets the first script and says, there's, there's no, there's no fart jokes uh-huh. in this. There's no, like, there's no bodily fluids in this. What are we, what are we doing here? And, and so they started to like kind of incorporate more of that stuff. I just remember McFarlane, like from the jump, trying to get ahead of it saying, Hey, just please just watch this. Cause we're going to stop doing all this stuff is, is really how I took his, his press tour Um, at the time now again that was like freaking five years ago but uh but yeah it it i i it really feels like the more hands-off fox got with it the more he just did the show that he wanted to do from from the get-go shane which is interesting which is i mean you're because you're totally right like parks and recreation first season not very good but it it will find its legs i promise just keep watching until until rob lowe shows up you know but um but this one it, it the tone of it changes so much over seven episodes or something it's it's just very it's very interesting on that
0: front. you'll laugh <laughs> at this brian cool. um i uh i queued up the new star trek series strange new worlds mm-hmm. yeah. that i've been hearing good things about i queued mm-hmm. up the first episode and they get through the opening credits and it says written directed and created by akiva goldsman i was like i don't know oh. if i could do this <laughs> I don't. Sh- shane i'm glad you're here because he is the writer of batman and robin and i was very and batman forever very yeah, critical kind of, of his his fine work nemesis. over the years yeah, so nemesis. i was like i do i really want to sign myself up yeah. for an akiva goldsman yeah. joint at this point in my life i don't know so maybe it gets you know into the yeah. first season and is hundred
2: percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'll go there. But like, yeah. Everybody who watches it says it's really good. Um, that's on my it's, list. It's very for much for the like summer. the,
0: you know, the movie Star Trek, uh, kind of the new mm-hmm. young, yeah. young crew thing. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
2: Okay, boys, let's get out of here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, uh, we appreciate you so much. Uh, leave us a five star rating and a five star review. You know, I call for this all the time on uh, my basketball podcast, spread the floor. Uh, we don't ever do that here. We would love, we would, we, we, we covet even your, uh, your support by just giving us a five-star rating, a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And if you want more of mad about movies, less of Shane, unfortunately, but more <laughs> of me, Kent and our other co-host, Richard, uh, you want to go to mad about movies, com slash VIP sign up for that VIP feed. You will get an extra throwback episode every single week. Tons of extra bonus stuff, including access to our very exclusive and illustrious uh, Discord server with a whole bunch of VIPs just like you. Uh, so check that out. You want to be a part of that. It is a great time for everybody. We're back next week. We'll be talking uh, Lightyear. We'll be talking Lightyear, Pixar's newest joint, and in the VIP we will be discussing Steven Spielberg's Minority Report. Can't wait to talk about that next week with you. Can't uh back in the cold here as well. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. We'll see you at the
1: center. Bye. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit Confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me yah yah. The salad is rambled eggs. They're calling again.